Is that your dog in the background, or is that like just audio? What are you hearing? Just like I think, I think it was just you like shuffling something or whatever. No, that was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Unofficial Woho Radio. I'm Tay. I'm here with my co-hosts Alice and Loren. Coming up on today's episode, Rebecca Vint and Jess Jones played for the Markham Thunder over the weekend. What does STSD mean? SDHL hockey and, of course, hashtag one league. Before we get started, we want to give a special shout out and thanks to a few people who helped spread the word of our first podcast. Um, on Twitter, we have got Hey Fever Helen, EM Mikey Parse, A Plus Friend, Jen, how do I say that name? Jen, we, we apologize for not knowing how to pronounce your name. Jen Ongley? <laughs> We're so sorry. Okay, and also just a big thanks to everyone who helped spread the word by retweeting our first episode or reblogging on Tumblr. And I want to give a very special thank you to Boston Blades goaltender Lauren Dom. She gave us a big boost in, Woho, in the Woho community. She retweeted our first episode for us, which is awesome, and we love her for it. David, you cryptid, tell us which theories were right. But seriously, big shout out to um, David Pendries, who listened to our podcast, gave us a very cryptic Twitter review, and then wouldn't explain any further. But he's also he's also <laughs> got a podcast, The um, Hockey Aquarium, which I have listened to. So you should go check that out if you haven't already. And um, remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Woho Radio or on Tumblr at Unofficial Woho Radio. And you could get a shout out in the next episode like these people. You too can have your name mispronounced. <laughs> okay, so um, first thing, um, some of you, if you follow the Thunder on Twitter or Instagram, you may have noticed that Rebecca Vint and Jess Jones played a game for Markham Thunder over the weekend. Um, so as soon as I saw that, I was like eyeballs emoji i was like what is going on what is happening um so i was like messaging um alice and tay about it being like what is happening this is so this could be like a huge development and i like got kind of very interested and um but actually don't read too much into it because tay actually reached out to the thunder and um tay do you want to explain what you learned yeah, so I uh, reached out to the Thunder. I tweeted at them and I asked if Rebecca Vint was playing for them. I was kind of confused because, you know, she she played for the Buttes last I heard and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So they replied and they said, she does. Her and Jess Jones are here, here to, oh my God. Hold on. Um, so I reached out to them and they said, she does. Her and Jess Jones are here to support the charity game. So it turns out this is the third and final year for this game that they are doing. And since Vint and Jones have been there for the first two, they wanted to be involved for the last one as well. I think also Vint and Jones just wanted to try out those new awesome Markham jerseys. They were like, those are too good for us not to get a chance to suit up in those. Uh, I think that's, that's the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no sources to confirm that, but that that's my speculation. That seems like the best theory so but far. But you know it in your heart. Okay. But what the heck does STSD mean? I don't know, but I'm seeing Hillary Knight use it a lot, and 
I me, okay, me too. And I asked my students because I was like, they're they're in junior high and high school. They they will know like any new internet slang. They taught me what furda means, so I know that now. Maybe they also know this, <laughs> and I just haven't heard it yet. But um, they don't even know, so I don't know if maybe it's like an an inside joke of some kind or what. Like nobody seems to know. Yeah, we have no idea. I looked it up. And I'm getting a bunch of, like, abbreviations for school district, which I'm pretty sure isn't right. No. <laughs> Hillary Knight is secretly a teacher on the down low. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's her secret thing. Oh, here, like, there's the Society of Teacher Speech and Drama. Pretty sure that's not it. Someone, um, I asked my, um, some people on Tumblr, and the only thing that I got back was, um, small truck, small dick. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got that one too. I'm really thinking that's not something she would post on Instagram. Especially not when she's like commenting with like Brittany Ott. Like I don't think don't think that's what it means. Or that's not how she's using it. That's the only thing here. Okay, well it's gonna remain forever a mystery because None of us are. I read, none of us are cool enough. I reached know. out for comment, but Knight has not gotten back to me. So mystery. <laughs> email her. I guess she's a very professional. To random people on the internet. <laughs> Man, we're just blowing through these these topic questions. Oh, we still got a whole mailbag yeah. question here. I was about to say we've got some complicated mailbag questions. We, we sure do. Um, do we want to do SDHL before one league? Yeah, sure. I actually didn't get to watch a whole lot. I was busy dealing with my horrible life falling apart. Mm. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't that bad. Um, but I just didn't get like enough time to watch it. Um, at the times it was being broadcast, were like all while I was in class. So I could have, I could have watched it mm. in class, but I felt like I tried. But then the people behind me kept judging me for it. <laughs> so I, I had to stop. They were like, at least pretend. See what you gotta do is sit in the back row. Oh, that's true, but we have a science seating that isn't a science seating. It's just everyone automatically goes to those places. Mm. So I end up like second last mm-hmm, row, and the mm-hmm. monk behind me will be like, "Alice, what are you doing?" <laughs> I'll be like, "Come on, Mark, you watch anime all class. You can't judge me for this." <laughs> okay, so SCHL hockey. I feel like Tay watched the most. I only watched the first game of like the series. Oh no, I only watched the first game too. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're not very good at co- covering the the SCHL. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we'll try next year because I think next year we like know that it's like how we can watch it because I didn't know like it was free because I thought you had to pay, but apparently no. And also, it's not like geo blocked like some leagues that shall not be named we all know who it is <laughs> we do <clears throat> we do which is unfortunate but i'm glad they don't because uh really makes it accessible to international viewers yes. which is nice even though everything's in swedish but it's like fine you can still watch it as long as you have like commentary of some sort even if you can't understand it it just makes it fun to listen yes. to I'm like, I don't understand anything that's being said, and then all of a sudden, Jennifer Wakefield. Okay, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, they got such cool jerseys. Yes, they do. I do. Like, they have, like, what, like, dragons and stuff? See, we we got, like, cool some cool stuff, but then they, it's a whole nother level over there. Um, yeah, I also just feel like talking about um, 
the fact that they have ads on their jerseys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when they when the NWHL announced their Dunkin' Donuts partnership and they said they would have Dunkin' Donuts, like the logo, on their jerseys. Everyone freaked out. And I was just thinking of like all those European players who look like NASCARs. Like that's normal in every other mm-hmm. part of the world. Mm-hmm. Like even even I think like like KHL, like, I think does that too. And it's only the NHL with their like purity of the you can't touch the sacred jerseys that like it becomes a problem because everyone's so focused on imitating the NHL. Yeah. When like you don't have to. There's plenty of other examples. And um, I think one thing somebody mentioned this a few years ago. I think it was just somebody in a Tumblr post mentioned that the reason why like the NWHL has to have ads on their jerseys and the NHL doesn't is that the NHL like owns their arenas or like their arenas belong to them in some way, shape or form. So they can put their ads on the boards and stuff, but for the NWHL and, and the CWHL, cause they also have ads on their jerseys, their arenas don't belong to them at all. So they don't have that real estate for ad space. They have to put them on their jerseys. There's just nowhere else that they could. Yeah, you'll notice um, in CWHL games um, that are televised, they actually put up, um, like they paste over ads on the boards with their own sponsors. Yeah. With, like they cover them up just so they can have that because they don't own, like they don't own it, but it's like a temporary yeah. fix. And I think sometimes the I think sometimes Dunkin' Donuts will like put something on like the goalposts or like behind the behind the benches mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, that's yeah, that makes total sense because like you can't you can't put your own ads up in a place yeah, you don't for own. Sure. And like yeah, the ads they make the jersey look more cluttered. I I don't necessarily see that problem in like the North American leagues as much, but definitely in the SDHL, the jerseys look way more cluttered with the ad space on them. But at the same time, like if that's the sponsorship that's going to push women's hockey further and that allows them to operate their leagues, like honestly, who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. Dress them up like NASCARs. Just give them that sponsorship money. You don't mind. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's like, that's just something that I saw people freaking out about. And I was like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal if you're just, if you aren't solely NHL focused, which I don't think you should be. But also, the clock counts up. Yeah, that really confused me. Um, Like I said, I only watched the first game, and I jumped in to the stream, and I thought I was only like a few minutes in, but uh, the clock wasn't showing that. (laughs) I thought it was... um, I thought it was counting down like NHL and NWHL clocks. So I was like, wow, 17 minutes have passed already? (laughs) (laughs) Wild. I don't. Yeah, it's. Well, I mean, like, soccer does that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. And at the Olympics in Salt Lake, the, the clock in hockey also counted up. I don't know about 2006, because all I remember from 2006 is Cassie Campbell and Danielle Danielle Goyette saying they weren't going to retire and then retiring. Um, But in in 2010, (laughs) for sure, the the clock counted down. So I'm not exactly sure when that change happened in Olympic hockey. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just one of the regulations they just added. They're always, Olympics are always about the rules and regulations to a unfortunate degree i think they focus a bit too much on it but yeah that's so interesting um that's just a cool little difference 
Because, like, everyone focuses, like, and we do it too, but, like, there's only so much hockey you can follow, but I think we focus a bit too much on North American, especially with so many, like, prominent players going over to play in the European leagues. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly the SDHL. I don't know if there's any other. There, there has to be others, but, like, we don't, we don't know of them because there's only so much hockey we can follow. We can barely follow our own leagues here so like well i mean it would also help if um they didn't make it as as difficult true true <laughs> okay now we should go to one league okay and then, one and then like then go to then like segue into question period because we have some that are about expansions and stuff okay i'm gonna open my blog so i can have oh yeah your one league blog yeah i honestly it's 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 funny to me that i have that blog because like, honestly, when it comes to, like, having online discussions with strangers, I hate talking about one league. Like, I'm, like, to oh, me, yeah. to just be discussing it all the time, like, I don't like thinking about it that much. But, and, like, hearing everyone's personal opinions, but I, I just wanted, like, all the information I could find in, like, one place. So. Yeah, that I'm, makes like, sense. I almost got into a, an internet fight with someone. <laughs> few days ago if you guys saw that it was um yeah it was a post about uh, i can't remember what the original post was about i think it was about how much someone got paid right yeah yeah and it was the one where amanda kessel um like revealed that they had been helping a teammate buy food because she couldn't afford it she couldn't afford it she was using dunkin donuts gift cards that they had been given to like pay for her own food and and I thought like, oh, that's and that wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about one league. I was just thinking that's so unfortunate. These pair, these players should get paid more. And of course, they were living in New York and New York is expensive. Mm-hmm. So like it was like particularly worse for like people who lived in like places where the rent was really high because they were all like living in one spot, like renting out houses together. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even thinking about one league. And then um, <laughs> this one blog who I'm not going to mention because like it's fine. Like we didn't get into a fight. She's like a totally fine person. Um, but she like she commented in all caps one league, and I was like, hmm, hmm, are you gonna make this into a thing? Because it was a Canadian blog, and I was like, care care to expand? And then she responds, and she's like, it's totally nice. She's just like, well, I just think if they were together, they'd have like better chances for more sponsors and more funding and more more exposure. And I was like, oh no, you're nice, and I was rude. <laughs> so, I, so I like apo- I like apologize. I reblogged it, and I was like. Full disclosure, I thought you were going to turn it into a one league versus the other thing. And also, you're right. I think, like, I think you're right. And then later, she um, reblogged a thing. Um, for one of my things with, like, the tags. Hey, this person's cool. We almost got into a fight, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was what happened. So, yeah, my, uh, my track record for having internet discussions is not that great. I usually, like off of the discourse on Twitter because I'll say like one thing and all of a sudden my like notifications will be flooded with people being like actually you're and, wrong and I don't know how to be nice in 280 and, like, characters the thing is like one league everybody seems like every women's hockey fan seems to have some kind of like personal investment in it so it turns into like a really heated discussion really fast yeah, it can get brutal, like, especially Twitter. Like, Tumblr, people kind of avoid talking about it. because, Or if they do, they don't tag it. Like, they just put it, like, they just vent about it on their own blogs, which is, like, fine. It's your own blog. Do what you want. But, like, on Twitter, they'll go, like, and they'll, like, at other, like, other 
league's fans and be like, hey, your league sucks and here's why. Like I'll be talking about the NA like the NWHL. And I'm also I'm a fan of both equally, mm-hmm. right? So someone will like take me and be like, the NWHL is crumbling. The CHL is the epitome of women's hockey. And I'll be like, hmm, do you want to get into this fight? Because I like both leagues, but they both have problems. I know all of them. <laughs> so I'll just respond with like, um, China. like not like, not like maliciously that much. It depends on how hostile the other person sounds, but like can be like, well, you know, both leagues have done sketch things and like it's not like one's gonna all of a sudden crumble because they actually do have this like i'll respond with like a bunch of like statistics and they'll be like well danny rylan sucks and then block me i'll be like well okay yeah like some people like people always seem to point the finger at danny rylan and brenda andrus about how they're like being child childish and there's too much tension but honestly the fans are just as bad i think a lot of the time Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, a few years ago, we were talking about this before, um, a few years ago, someone actually, a, um, a Canadian fan, made a shirt with like a stylized picture of Rylan and the caption false hope and like made the shirt, wore it, took a selfie, put it on Twitter and then was angry when people like were talking about it, which I just thought like you put it like in a public space, like I don't know why you're surprised because you like clearly wanted people to see it and it was just so like harsh like they see it like the nwhl wasn't even doing that badly at that point i don't even think so it was just so unnecessary like just this unnecessarily pitting people against each other and i hate like saying that because like i do think the competition mm-hmm. has pushed both leagues to be better um because the c was like not caring at all before the end came along and all of a sudden the end came along and they panicked and their social media immediately shot through the roof but yeah, the fans can be bad, and it's unfortunate that it took so long for both commissioners to finally, like, mention each other's leagues without, like, giving some salty reply. Yeah. But, um, but I'm glad they're doing it now. I think a lot of it's due to the pressure from the players. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, the players are in, like, the weird position of they don't have a union, so they t- don't have any, like, like legal power if that makes sense but they do have a lot of power in that their social media and their like unified presence is very strong because they know the fans will side with the side with the players always essentially mostly because the players are the ones who get screwed over when the leagues don't tell them stuff Mm -hmm. um both leagues just like want to say like both things have happened which is like not to say that they're both bad leagues but like people mess up Budgets are tight. Unfortunate stuff happens. But you could at least send a group text out to your players, letting them know that your salaries are going to be slashed before announcing it on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was that was one that was badly handled. Also, the China thing on the seaside was not not. Well, for the um, for the salary cut situation, I know that at least for the Riveters, um, the coach talked to them about it after or before practice one day um and it was before it was announced so it it was with that it it the players weren't blindsided by that i finally got on twitter i've totally forgot um like it's been a while since like it's like last year or something yeah and i kind of blocked a lot of it out because so much of the coverage was like all the, all the like news stations or like websites that never cover women's hockey and then all of a sudden one bad thing happens and they're like women's hockey is crumbling mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, like the, the whole thing with women's sports where like major outlets will only ever cover them if they're doing badly. Like the um the Boston the this the um women's soccer league. I don't follow soccer that much. Oh, the Boston but, Breakers. Um, the Boston Breakers, their team folded and that was and only when that happened and like when it was like kind of announced that it was probably gonna happen, did all these like news outlets like pour out of the woodwork and say oh no this team is folding how tragic and i was like you have never reported on a boston breakers game ever so this is actually partially um, your fault i was um looking at an article on the hockey news website about um the controversy between the nwhl and the cwhl and the one league discussion and i actually scrolled down to the comments and was looking at them which by the way never do this never look at the comments on an article about women's hockey i don't recommend it but i actually was surprised i found one good comment that was like it seems like the hockey news only covers this when there's something negative happening maybe it would help women's hockey if you actually just covered it regularly (laughs) and i'm like wow someone actually made a good comment on a women's hockey article look at that that was good. That was, that's like, that's true enough. Like that's an actual thing that you notice in like all women's sports coverage is exact, that exact thing. They only ever cover it when it's struggling and never any other time. But, um, did a survey about literally titled, do you think the CWHL and NWHL should merge? And the data I got from that was really interesting. Like the sort of demographics. I didn't do like I didn't like, it wasn't a big survey. It was just like a small, like simple thing. But first of all, more people closely follow the N and mildly follow the C. Like they'll follow the C like somewhat closely, not that closely. And they'll follow the N very closely or somewhat closely. That's like how it spread out, which I thought was interesting. I think that's because the N is better um, about sharing their games. Yes. So it's kind of hard to follow a team when you can't watch the team. Yeah, yeah. But I also got some like, really interesting like I got some like some stuff where it was basically just like I'm a lesbian and I love Hillary Knight and I was like that's great I'm happy for you (laughs) which was like fine I don't mind like it was really cute like all these people being like I'm so happy I love women's hockey I would die for the U.S. women's national team and like all all this like cute stuff (laughs) (laughs) but um first of all my favorite my favorite response to these questions do you think the NHL should create a women's league separate from the seat NWHL, NCWHL, if they don't merge. And 90% of people said no. I just, I don't see how the NHL or anyone creating another league solves the problem. Uh It's not going to make it one league. It's just going to make it so you have three leagues. Like, it's... Yeah. And then then they'll just push the N and C out, basically. But the, the answers that said yes were mainly, like, well, then the league will have funding. And I think it was from people who, d- who know essentially nothing on it. Like if I went through it, like one of them was my friend who knows nothing about women's hockey, but then she was like, then they'll have money. And I was like, you know what? That's a valid thing if you don't know anything about it. Um, and I got some really interesting things because what you were mentioning about the commissioners is the questions, how do you feel about the league commissioners' attitudes regarding each other and each other's leagues? And a lot of it was stop being children, talk to each other. And this was like a few months ago when, when I did this. So I'm really glad that actually has changed mm-hmm. because because they're still like, they probably still don't like each other. I feel like there's still like a lot of like bad blood there, but they are putting it aside to at least try and talk. 
which is more than can be said for the past like two years the one thing i find most interesting about this is cassie campbell in the articles she's done with other news sources she says that the leagues could be merged or like be working together with just two weeks of meetings and like i i've seen some people saying like oh, she's way off, It can't. that's way too unrealistic, or Cassie Campbell's off her rocker and things like that. But it's like, um, she's worked for the CWHL for how many years? Maybe she knows more about it than you. And, but also, like, if that's all it takes, and maybe she is kind of exaggerating the how small of the time frame needs to be, but... Like, I don't see why they couldn't do it. Like, she seems to think it's more than possible and isn't as difficult as everybody else is making it out to be. So that kind of gives me some hope that they could work together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it's kind of been like they just won't talk to each other at all. So while I think the possibility of a merger happening soon is probably not going to happen like even if they wanted to it's just too complicated like all the different factors but i think they could work together at least like they acknowledge each other and that's like saying that's something and they also have um like they don't they don't like exist far apart from each other so they could have like like games like like league interleague games and that would be like not simple but like one of the simpler things they could do. Like, yeah, even if they aren't merging, there's no reason why they couldn't form some sort of partnership. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I I kind of want the leaks to stay separate, if only just because, like, that's just, like, my personal opinion. Like, regardless, like, I'll be, like, happy if anything, anything that happens that makes them, like, be better. But, um... I mean, like, even if they just have, like, an interleague thing, like, just, like, again, we don't have to follow the NHL's model. There's other things out there, so we'll have to see. Yeah, I was thinking, um, and I think I might have said this before, but it, how hard would it be to have preseason games between the I would NWHL and the CWHL? <laughs> like, I know the, like, I know the NWHL has been doing preseason with um, the Russian national team, Um I don't know what that team is going to look like in this uh, upcoming preseason after that big doping scandal. Um, but, I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to toss like one or yeah, two interleague games that, in there. The, the Outdoor Winter Classic was a burning garbage fire, but like if they organized it properly, then it could be something because like, it was a fine game. Well, I think if they organized it, period, because what I've heard from the Outdoor Winter Classic is that um, that was like an NHL controlled thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think if they were able to use like um, the Barnabas Health Hockey House, you know, like like something that's considered home ice for at least one of the teams. That's something I think the fans especially would like to see. And also televise it because the Winter Classic thing was not like accessible right. anywhere to anyone. You you could watch like someone's Paris like Periscope stream and that was it. Yeah, and then like updates on Twitter and then like the only thing that happened was like Jenna Lang's like injury and that was like the one thing that everyone focused on. Yeah, which kind of just leads to like showing how like bad it was covered because mm-hmm. the only thing we heard about was when someone got hurt and nothing before. Like I didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't even know that the Winter Classic had happened when I first started looking into following women's hockey. Like, I had to find out by trying to figure out what happened to Dina Lang. And even then, like, people talk about how she got hurt, but, like, they don't mention the Winter Classic outside of that. And I think that's just because yeah. it was so badly handled, all of it. Especially, like, they were, like, they were talking, and this is, like, getting into, like, rumors territory, so, like, don't take anything that I'm about to say, like, like 100% at all. But, like, they were complaining about the ice quality, and they said the ice in that corner was particularly bad. So, like, they fixed it up. I they fixed it up for the that. NHL game, but they didn't bother fixing it up like while the while the women played. So, of course, so this is like this is getting into rumors territory. So I don't know how accurate it is, but that seems like something that like the NHL would like not care about. So that that like worries like the lack of, especially with the insurance. Like that was part of why it was so complicated. Like getting people's insurance, like figuring all of those small details out. But that's things that the NHL should be able to do, and the fact that they didn't really try is like pretty obvious yeah. considering what they can pull off in a short amount of time um one more thing about one league uh some of you may have watched um puck talks liz knox and jamie lee rattray were involved in that and they of course talked about one league um if you've been following on twitter you know probably know liz knox has been one of the biggest champions of the one of one league in the cwhl um but there is something she said that concerned me at Puck Talk. She seemed to insinuate that if there were a merger, then they would be going down to five or six teams. Hmm. How many teams are in the CWHL right now? There's currently seven, including China. Okay. Well, I mean, I think obviously one of the Boston teams would have to fold. Yes. Yeah. Fold mm-hmm. or move. Or move. move. Yeah. Potentially. Because I know like other, like, Brampton moved to Markham. It's not unheard of in the women's hockey mm-hmm. community. And I feel like China wouldn't be involved. Yeah, we have no idea. Like, that's another part of it. We have no idea how long they're going to stay. Like, are they going to stay after the Olympics? I think they like, have, much- like, a contract that, that goes into, until the Olympics. But, yeah, we don't mm-hmm. know beyond that. And the other yeah. thing is, like, she didn't have a lot of time to elaborate. So maybe she's meaning five or six teams in the CWHL side of things hmm. or like, or did, or did she mean that in total? Like, I, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. But yeah, they also like, talked about China and how like there were some things that had to be ironed out with that. So if you want to watch um, that video, we'll put a link um, in our show notes but that's just one thing like i feel like most of what we've heard about one league is how it would be like good for women's hockey if the leagues merge but that was one thing that made me think like oh if it's going to um like reduce the number of teams by that much like maybe it's not something we want at this point right and you know um i remember i believe it was on top shelf hannah and michelle actually discussed this as well like a few months ago um how if the leagues were to merge they would definitely have to lose a few teams because i mean that's a lot of teams if they both merge i feel like this is a good segue into our question period section because there are some questions that talk about expansion and one league all right we should have a cool cut for this. We don't, but we should. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look into it for, <laughs> for future episodes. Okay, so do you want to do the first one from Parse? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so first question is from um, Mikey Parse on Twitter. Where do you think the C and the N should expand to, and or where do you all personally want them to put an expansion team? And we also got another question similar to that, um, which is if you could create a new team for either league, where would you put it and what would you name it? That's from Hey Fever Helen on Twitter as well. Can I do my thing? I've had I have so many feelings about this. Okay. See, I would want to in a perfect world. I want a CWHL team in Ottawa because I live here and I don't want to drive two hours to Montreal. But that's probably not going to happen because, as you know, like our our level of hockey interest isn't that high. I mean, maybe if you had a hockey team that was actually good, that would help. Oh, <laughs> you're not wrong. I feel like I should say something out of like out of like loyalty, but I have none towards them. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like I feel like we could have the opportunity for like a small league that focuses more, like because our uh, was it AHL, CHL, the level like below the NHL in Canada, our six like the Ottawa sixty seven, mm-hmm. they get like fine arenas like 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 the audiences they get are like fine and they're a fun team to watch and i go only to their uh only to the games where they have like discounts for um women like um girls hockey teams like girls hockey ringette teams they have like once a year they'll have like a discount for like the players to go and see the game so i only go then because they also sell Mm -hmm. tickets like cheap to like us and like when i was playing i went to go see them and like if you had something like that i feel like in a woman like the women's leagues as they are currently like small i feel like they could do well if it was marketed well but i also feel like they could focus more on larger cities but again they are running out of large cities and (laughs) we don't have that many um I would like to see another team in Western Canada just because, like, Calgary is kind of way out here all by itself. And also because um, I'm from Western Canada, so I'm a little um, biased towards that. But um, I guess, yeah, I guess you have to go with Vancouver. They also need a team that's actually good. Because, like, I think... Aside from Vancouver, there's if you put a team in any anywhere else in BC, nobody is gonna want to go there to play. Like the Prince George oh, Cougars, yeah. they have a really tough time getting players because even teenagers don't want to play junior hockey in Prince George. So I think like Vancouver is really the only option in BC. Yeah, but like Vancouver is like a very pretty city. So like I think getting people out there wouldn't be hard from like and look at come live in our gorgeous city and play hockey yeah i'd love to see a vancouver team you won't be able to afford to live here but <laughs> that's one problem vancouver that'd be really nice i thought like when the when they were announcing their expansion before they announced that it was it was with china i was thinking there's only really two options is like ottawa maybe edmonton but probably not and vancouver because mm-hmm. like where else would you put a team you can't really do anything like the toronto like the um, GTA is already saturated. Already saturated. There's two teams there. Yeah, and I feel like also if they put a team in Vancouver, they would have um, like a really good NHL partnership if that's what they're looking for. Because the Canucks already do things with women's hockey at like a minor hockey level, so I think they would be like totally interested in bringing in pro women's hockey and forming a partnership with a team 
if the CWHL were to put one there. They seem like a, um, like just from what I've seen, like from what you say and from what I see from other people, they seem like a, uh, a team that really like reaches out a lot. And yeah, that might they, just be they because are. like they're they're bad, so they have to find other ways to get people. Yeah, like, they're they're <laughs> terrible on the ice, so they have to make up for it by being good off of it. <laughs> That's a fair trade. Yeah, well, I think that'd be nice. That's one of those things I'd love to see in the future for sure. Yeah, um, I think U.S. wise, I mean personally, I'd love to see a team in Arkansas. Just <laughs> I, you know, I wonder for why. I love how. Well- I love how we're all like, we'd love to see a team right where we live right now. Yeah, except I'm nowhere near Vancouver. <laughs> That's true. I'm, when I'm in BC, I'm as close to Vancouver as I am to Calgary, so. Oh, that's such a bummer. It is. It's terrible. Yeah. So I'd love to not take an airplane to have to watch women's hockey. Um, that's really my only option. Um, but I think more realistically, I think it'd be kind of cool to see about an expansion in like North Carolina. I know that the Hurricanes seem like a pretty cool team. I personally don't follow them, but uh, there are a lot of fans that not right now. That's what I've heard. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But there seem to be a lot of like crossover fans, as far as I can see, in like the women's hockey like Twitter fandom that uh, live in North Carolina, but will travel to go see. Uh, like riveters games so i'm kind of wondering if it would be possible to build a women's hockey um community in north carolina that's really interesting i never considered that yeah i was always thinking like everyone thinks of like ooh pittsburgh or detroit but like that would be interesting that'd be really good well i kind of wonder if like if you put something in pittsburgh or detroit would that be like an oversaturated hockey market because there's already literally there are like a couple like dozen teams there yeah like i was i was thinking about that and like people call it like oh it's hockey town and oh the penguins would love to partner with them but people are already like into a team there like it's it's already like that like how hard would it be to pull fans away from that i'm not saying you can be you can't be fans of more than one team but there's a limit i think to how much people follow and if they already are established like oh we've been fans of this team since like 10 years or whatever, how, how hard would it be to pull those people away to a much smaller team that might not even be good if it's an expansion team? Cause it's hit or miss. Yeah. I think, um, if, if they were thinking about expanding to those cities, I, I feel like just choosing one of them for now would be best. Cause I don't know if the N has the resources to try and grow audiences in both of those, um, hockey towns right now. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've kind of like they're already sort of overstepped with like the salary, like the amount, right? Because they had they had to dial that back because they mm. they had sort of overstepped and overestimated. But I think it'd be interesting to see in the future when they have things more balanced out. But I was thinking while you were talking about that, Quebec City. Mm-hmm. Mm, they want they want a hockey team real bad. Rick Mercer did a uh, like a skit that's like set in the future, and so and him and him and his like pretend son are watching um, Hockey Night in Canada, and they're commenting like, "I can't believe Japan got an NHL team before Quebec City." Is that is that even like a joke <laughs> at this point? Like, it's probably going to happen. No, because they've been scouting in um, China. They've been wanting to expand to China to compete with the KHL. They've been having. Um... 
exhibition games there. So you might see a team in China, an NHL team in China, before you see one in Quebec City. In which case, provide them with another pro team. They would love that, I bet. You could you could definitely market that. I mean, Montreal loves their women's hockey. Like they they can get like if if the um if the Habs put their weight behind it, yeah, but they can easily get six thousand people to a game. Which, I mean, doesn't sound like a lot from an NHL perspective, but from a CWHL perspective, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably move on. And I also think we should save um, Parse's question about role models to be like a full topic for an episode. Okay, so do you want to move on to the yeah, Olympic yeah. players? Oh, what about Pucky the Whale, though? Oh, terrifying. First, no. Don't want to relive that. I'm going to tweet out a picture of that later because, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that all the individual mascots disappeared it, it this year. It doesn't even look like a whale. Yes. Why is it green? Why? It looks I like know, a lizard. I'm like, oh, green. sorry. Like, oh. What team is it for? The whale. Except it's not a whale. It's, it's a, a cursed being. Uh, <laughs> it looks like something there'd be a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about. Oh, yeah. It looks like an SCP creature that you'd like find like there that was a really niche reference right there but i hope the people who know about it love it so we have an anonymous question from tumblr um top five non-olympic players that a new women's hockey fan should know all right tay you go first because you have a whole list Yes, Tay actually planned for this. Um, I did because I have ADHD and I will easily forget lists. So let's see who I've got. Obviously, mostly Riveters and obviously I did not stick to five. So first, I'm going to go with Katie Fitzgerald. Um, obviously, you need to know who this is. She's incredible. She's currently the starting goalie for the Metropolitan Riveters. Um she recently in the Isabel Cup final had that shutout um though so the ribs could win one nothing over the buttes so that was incredible and she's been really amazing all season um I know at the beginning of the season since this is an Olympic year there was a lot of question about whether or not um there would be enough talent for the teams to hold audiences attention throughout the season and um it became really obvious that yes, there is enough talent and Katie Fitzgerald is definitely one of those names that uh, stuck out throughout the season. Next, I've got Kelsey Colzer, who is a rookie defenseman for the Riveters. She's super amazing, um, has an incredible like, I don't, is it a slap shot? Okay, y'all can judge me all you want, but I'm still not entirely like solid on hockey terms. Have y'all watched her play? A slap shot is what Hillary Knight and Carol Amard were doing in that skills and drills video. Okay. Well, I know that her shot. Yeah. I know Kelsey's shot from the blue line is really incredible to watch. And she has such strength behind it that um, when I saw it in person back in February, I kind of like lost my mind for a second. Cause I was like, how can someone be that strong? But um, anyway, <laughs> Then I've got Madison Packer, who, again, plays for the Riveters. Um, she missed half the season after having surgery, came back, and became the like top scorer for the Riveters in half a season. Um, she, oh, man. Yeah. Um, she also is kind of a rough-and-tumble player. 
um, a goon, if you will. I don't know if she likes being called that, but uh, she's really, really fun to watch, and she's not afraid to get physical um, if necessary or if not necessary. Um, and then I've got Mia Dinge and Alexa Grushow, who uh, really dominated in Riv's games this season, and they were really incredible together, and I hope that they are still on a line next season. And then I've also got... Sydney Rossman, who is a rookie goalie for the Connecticut Whale. I didn't really watch whale games this season, but uh, just hearing what the media said about her and like how she would encourage her teammates while she was in the crease, like while she was playing a game, <laughs> that was really cool to hear. And to hear someone have that much heart um, and that much love for their teammates that they wanted to encourage while also trying to stop pucks was kind of cool to hear about. Okay, Alice. Oh, oh, no. I need to come up with a list. I'll do it right now. Improv. Uh, but I think Kelsey Colzer is also on my list. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I focus more on, like, the players sort of, like, watching them. I also sort of get confused as to who's who. So a lot of what I'll be is, like, if I don't recognize them, I'll just be like, how are you on Twitter? And then if I, like, find them funny on Twitter, I'll be like, you're a good player. <laughs> Because that's just, like, how I am as a fan. Like, I'm not super intense into, like, the playing because I just can't follow it as well. Mm -hmm. But I think – so, like, my my players that I'll pick are be, like, more people you should follow on social media and that are fun to, like, watch. Yeah. Um, But Angabetically, no. She's an angel. She's Madison Packer's girlfriend. And she's incredible. Like, if you follow her on Twitter, she's really – Twitter, Instagram, highly recommend it. She's a fun person. She's – really nice she loves interacting with fans so if you go and like say like oh hey i went to your gaming you're really great she'll like see it and respond and it's really nice to see how she how she talks to people i bought her jersey and it was great um fun fact if you buy jerseys they're really they're really small like their sizes are screwed up if you get like an extra large it fits like a child so be careful that for that yeah fun fact about anya she uh, like you're saying, she's really good about interacting with fans on Twitter. Um, as I mentioned, I went to a Riveters game back in February, and I had my friend Lorian take a picture of me in front of the ice. And after I posted it, uh, Anya called me out <laughs> and said, I saw you take this. <laughs> oh, I love her. I didn't at her or anything. <laughs> she was just scrolling through Twitter and decided to do that to me. She called me out. I was talking about um, last year. I mentioned that I liked the Riveters jerseys. She called me out and she's like, I thought you were a whale fan. I can't remember the exact interaction, but I got roasted on Twitter <laughs> by Angie now, And it was incredible. And then I went out and bought her jersey because she's so great. Yeah, she'll do that. But yeah, she's, she's, someone, she's someone you should watch. Her interviews are really fun. She's just a fun, good person. And um, she's also pretty decent on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) I make her sound like she's average. She's good. She's just really like, she's just a fun person. I think she's also director of the NWHL Players Association. Yeah. Hold on. Um, Lauren is having some technical problems. Oh, no. We've been recording for an hour. Oh, man. We haven't even got to. This is why it's always so long, because we still have like how many questions to go through? A lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember um, we got a comment from, we got a, um, a series of messages from Adoram on Tumblr. Yeah. And um, 
who sent us like some stuff and we like we definitely read it and um also you were at the Clarkson Cup. That's great. And um so that was that was fun. Thank you for that feedback. We did appreciate it. Um oh let's do um our favorite non um non North American player. Mine is Nora Ratti, just because like I watched her during the Olympics and I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you Wait, back? You're back. I am back. Okay, so we're doing North fav- favorite non-North American players now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite non-North American player is uh, Ia Gavrilova. And she does play in North America, but she's from Russia. And she plays, she's a forward for the Calgary Inferno. So shouldn't be too much of a surprise that I picked her. Um, she's really cool. I love the way she plays. She's fast when... Last season when she was on a line with Sonia and Jenner, it was like my favorite thing ever in the world. And I've talked to her after game. She's super nice, wonderful person. So you guys should all follow her on Instagram too. Um, I love her posts. They're always like very positive and yeah, she's a fun follow. So definitely follow her. She's a great player. I love watching her. Um, My favorite non-North American player... Mm. I mean, I've got a couple, but they're all former Riveters. Um, surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Nana Fujimoto. She's a former Riveters goalie. Um, Sojun Shin, another former Riveters goalie. Um, and then Ludmila Belyakova. I sincerely hope I said that correctly. Um, she played for the Russian national team in the Olympics most recently. And I'm not sure where she's currently playing slash if she's currently playing, but she, she's on a Russian team. I think I I followed her for a bit. Like that was kind of why I started getting into the Russian league, but I think Mm -hmm. she's on one of their teams. I'm going to post that in the show notes where she's playing. Yeah. She, after the Olympics, she's kind of gone quiet on social media. So I'm not really sure yeah, I'm just not where, uh, sure where she's playing now, but she's really good. I know a lot of day one Riveters fans are huge fans of those players. So I trust them. And also I got to see some, see them play a little bit in the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, I like them. So you've probably heard about this. And if you haven't, um, the Humboldt Broncos, which are a junior hockey team, they were in a bus crash. It was really, really bad, I think. We're recording this on Sunday, so as of Sunday, like 14, 15 people are dead. It's really, it was really like a horrible, tragic accident, and it's absolutely terrible. So um, to help these people, like their families and the people who are still hurt, um, there's a GoFundMe. We're going to link to that. There's also t-shirt fundraisers, some other stuff. You can like find that on social media as well, but we're going to link to all that in the show notes. And please, if you have like a few spare bucks laying around or if you want to help out, like just give them, give them something. Or if you can't just like share it on social media, try and get the word out. It's absolutely awful what happened. And um, we want to help them if we can. Yeah. Our, uh, our hearts are definitely with them in this. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I am actually crying right now. Damn it. So thank you for listening and spending part of your day with us. Be sure to drop us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out. I know every podcast says it, but it's because it's true. So please go over and give us like a rating or review. It can be just like click the five stars and just say, hey, like I loved it. And that's perfect. Thank you so much for that. And we love hearing from listeners. So please reach out to us with any questions or comments and you can be featured on a future episode. You can find us on Tumblr at Unofficial Woho Radio. 
or on Twitter at WoHo Radio. And be sure to use the hashtag AskWoHoRadio on Twitter to submit your questions. And thank you all for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.